Good afternoon and welcome to America's Community Voices Network. I am your host, Ronald Brookins, and my co-host today, Donald Brookins. Today we have as our special guest, Gerald C. Anderson, Sr., author of Standing Firm, One Family Fight Against Domestic Violence. Mr. Anderson is a native of Tampa, growing up in East Tampa, and graduating from King High School in 1980. Following graduation, he enlisted in the United States Air Force in his service career. Gerald traveled the world with assignments to California twice, Florida, Kansas, Maryland, West Germany, and Korea. Upon his last assignment in Maryland and after retirement from the Air Force, Gerald began working in the United States federal government's Department of Energy. In 2013, he moved to the Internal Revenue Service. In 2007, he joined the Department of Education. Now, we're going to cover more of what his history is, and we're going to bring him on right now, and we'll say welcome to Mr. Gerald Anderson, Sr. How are you doing today, sir? I'm doing pretty good. How are you guys doing? We're doing very well. We really appreciate you joining us today. This is such an important uh, subject that we're going to be talking about, your book, Standing Firm, uh, One Family's Fight Against Domestic Violence. But before we do that, we're going to try to deal with who Gerald Anderson is. So our first question is, can you please tell our audience how young Gerald Gerald Anderson from East Tampa and a graduate of King High School in 1980 became published author, Gerald C. Anderson, Sr.? Well, um, to, to basically sum it up in a, a few words, it was a lot of hard work and uh, long hours. Uh, you know, I, I spent most of my career, most of my life in the military, staying for 20 years in the in the Air Force. So I basically grew up in the Air Force, and you know, we didn't have computers back in my early years. So, I, but I always had a love for writing. So I would write stuff on paper and, and things of that nature. And then when when computers evolved. That's when I really started putting stuff down on paper and, and having that love for writing. But it wasn't until I I graduated from the University of Cincinnati back in 2008 when I really realized that I, I loved to write. And that's when I began to write my first book, We Come in Peace. And, you know, that whole experience just opened doors for me that I knew that this is something I would love to do. And, and uh, I went on and published that work and I hope to continue on publishing work for as long as I'm alive. So writing for you has has been a passion, and uh, with changes in technology, it made, it made it easy for you to express that that passion. Absolutely, because you know back in back in my early years, all we had was those little electric typewriters. If you make a mistake on there, you got to use whiteout and all that kind of stuff. Now you just backspace and erase it. Okay, before we get to you becoming actually becoming a published author. Can we talk a little bit about your career path prior to becoming a published author? Because as I read in the introduction, um, you were primarily in the, in the military, but you also worked in the, in the national government. Tell us about your career path prior to uh, becoming a published author. Well, as soon as I graduated high school, uh, I went into the Air Force. So my first five years in the Air Force, I did administration, and I even uh, worked in the mail AMT, the air mail terminal in Germany. But after that, I, I realized that I had a passion for law. So I, I cross-trained into the paralegal career field, where I, I stayed the rest of my 15 years working as a paralegal. And I was we have a small group of people in the paralegal career field in the Air Force, so it was, it was very fulfilling. I had a good time. I learned a lot, an awful lot about the legal world and how it operates um, during those 15 years. So when I retired, 
I also took a paralegal job in the federal government for the first five years, but my passion for computers began to grow. And so I I went out and got my degree in computers, but I still had that love for law. So that's what had me going into the University of Cincinnati to get my master's degree in criminal justice. So I ended up with a master's degree in criminal justice and a bachelor's degree in computers, which is a kind of an odd combination when most people look at it. But they're two of my, my passions in life. Okay, sir. Um, you've published two books prior to the book that we're going to discuss today. First, can we talk about uh, your first two books, We Come in Peace, and then 27 Hours, What Would You Do If You Faced the End? With, uh, we Come in Peace, that was that was just some, a story that uh, basically I just thought up. Uh, for uh, while I was doing the, my my um, master's degree in the University of Cincinnati, I thought of this story and I would jot things down. And basically, the, the story is based off of Sodom and Gomorrah. The, you know, remember in the Bible, Sodom and Gomorrah was destroyed. Mm-hmm. Well, what, I just played off of that a little bit, and and instead of uh, Gomorrah being destroyed, I, I had the king asking God to spare his people. So what happened was the people were spared, but they were moved to another planet, and a planet that was more barren and, and much less fruitful than the than Earth, the, the planet that they were on. And they didn't like that. You know, they wanted to come back to Earth. So their mission in life was to improve their science, scientific uh, arena so they could build ships to come back to Earth. And after 5,000 years, they accomplished that goal, and they wanted to come back to Earth, but they didn't want to come back to Earth and live harmoniously with the people here. They wanted to take it over. So they pretended that they they were our friends, but they really weren't our friends. But then you had, and what I also did in that story was I, I had the uh, the Bible still being able to get anywhere in the universe. So it got to these people who, and it got to the, uh, these people who were fighting against the king and his evil people. So they had a Bible. They was hiding, you know, do, reading it in, in the shadows and stuff, and learning about Jesus and, and and the Word of God. And they were trying to fight these people and stop them from going. And they also sent ships to Earth to try to warn the people of Earth that these people were not their friends. Uh, hi, Joe. So that's how that one came about. I got a follow-up question to that. So, from what you're saying, you you seem to be an author of both fiction and nonfiction. Is that correct? Uh, no, I'm I'm strictly fiction. I, I just I used a a a nonfiction story to write a fiction story. Okay, and, and the reason why I ask you that because the Standing Firm, one, one family's fight against domestic violence, that's not nonfiction. That's that's a fiction book. Oh yeah, that the story itself is fiction. But you know the oh, okay. problem is very real. Yeah. So what I what I did there is um, I wrote a fictional story, but if you if you read the story, you can see very real things. Especially if you've known somebody that's gone through a situation where they were being abused in their in a relationship, you can see bits and pieces of reality in it. But the story itself is is not real. But um, it was designed to bring awareness to what 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 happens to a, a family and a person who's suffering through abuse. You know how, how okay. they go through the the they don't they don't acknowledge the fact that they're abused, 
and then they go through the hiding of the bruises and the hiding the fact of what's really going on, all the way to the point where they finally get to, to get the strength and get to, to leave and make an exit plan and get out of the situation. So okay, Jeff, that's what Jeff, I was covering jump, in that. Yeah, we jumped ahead a little bit. I, I do want to hear about 27 hours. What would you do if you faced the end? 20, 27 hours was the concept of that came up with um, the time where remember remember when we was having the Mayan calendar, you know they, they yeah. said the Mayan calendar was going to run out, so the world was going to yeah, end. I remember. And you had the I can't remember the man's name, but a man from California predicted the world was going to end on a certain date. Of course, twenty twelve. Yeah, I remember. <laughs> yeah, we're all still here, so that didn't happen. So I thought, you know, what what if scientists came out and said. When the asteroid is approaching Earth, they tried every attempt they could possibly try to stop it, and they couldn't stop it. So yeah, they, they told you you had 27 hours left to live. It doesn't line up with the Word of God. So what would you do? Would you would you keep believing in God, keep your faith, and believe in God, or would you throw it all to the side and go out and party your last 27 hours away? So that's why we asked the question in the subtitle. You know, what would you do if you faced the end? Would you would you keep believing in God, or would you not keep believing in God? Did you leave that conclusion open ended, or uh, did did the characters in your book come up with uh, a decision or a conclusion? Uh, no, it's uh, it's closed. <laughs> it's very closed. Yeah, okay. In in the story, you have um, you have several different characters. So the, the book starts out introducing several different characters who make decisions, you know, and they all make different decisions. You have some that were devout Christians who changed and went over to the other side. You had some who were, were hiding the things that they were doing and pretending to be Christians who just fully came out. You had some that, that were, you know, they weren't bad people, but they they didn't acknowledge that, that they were Christian. But then when this happened, they decided to be a Christian and stay and stay in the faith and go to church for their last 27 hours. So you had a mixture of things going on with these people, and it all culminates at at the end at a church. So, so your books have a foundation of Christian belief. Absolutely, that's all. That's the only thing I I will, I will choose to write about is they all have to have a basis in Christianity. And a so message. let's talk about. So let's talk about standing firm. Now you, you've already indicated to to, to my co-host that this this is a, a fictional account, but it's based on facts. Tell us what you found when you were researching this book. Give us some uh, information that you discovered in researching domestic violence. Well, I, I found some very, very disturbing numbers. Uh, for the particular two particular numbers that I, I found that really bothered me, and one one is that in every minute, twenty people are become victims of abuse. And when you start adding that number up in a in a twenty four hour period. That becomes a lot of people in twenty four and twenty in a twenty four hour period if every minute twenty people are, are being become victims already. So that was very disturbing. And then the other thing that I found that was that was very disturbing was African American women are murdered two and a half times more than anybody else. So we're killing off our own women just simply because they're being abused. Okay, so I mean, in, in, when, when, when you realize that this was such a prevalent occurrence, not only within society as a whole, but particularly within the African American community, um, 
what did you find out as it, re- as it relates to any type of uh, deterrence or any type of services being offered in, uh, in order to address this problem? Well, we have local. There's local and national organizations that are, are, are attempting to attack the issue. And I know down in Tampa, you know, that's my hometown. I partner with the, an organization called the Non Non Loss Movement, and they're doing very good work out there on the front lines, fighting and, and trying to save um, the women and uh, people who are abused altogether. You know. They're providing services and counseling and for these people to try to help them, and so I partner with them to to do this. You know, so ten percent of my royalties go to this organization, and I also provide ten percent of my royalties to the National Coalition Against Domestic Violence. And so I wanted a national organization to partner with, and I wanted a a local organization to partner with as well. Joe. What did you find about how black families and the African-American culture treat domestic violence? I mean, there seems to be, from what I've been exposed to, um, that most people want to keep that as a private issue and not deal with it in a public way, uh, and admitting the fact that there is some domestic violence within their own families. What were your findings? I find the same thing that you just said. African-American families tend to try to keep it uh, a family issue. They don't. They don't want to bring it out. They don't want people to know about it. And really, that's that's what happened in my family. You know, my grandmother was abused, and you know, I as a child, I um, I saw differences. I saw changes. I saw things that you know didn't didn't line up and I didn't understand why cuz I was only a child but then years later you find out what exactly happened well the family was keeping it hush hush you know they didn't want to tell everybody what was going on they didn't want to tell anybody what was going on and that happens a lot in our african american communities and you know it's 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 our hope that we can start bringing this out to light and start saving some of these people but you're absolutely right about that so obviously you've done a lot of research and you've learned a lot about domestic violence in the in the United States and even within in in your hometown. Um, are there any other do you, when you have your release party for this book? Are you going to have uh, different organizations that address the issue of uh, domestic violence uh, present at that uh, book book release? Well, at the, at the May 23rd release in Tampa, the non-loss movement is going to be speaking at that um, particular event. In fact, they're going to have two speakers that will speak at that event. So well, they'll be there to, uh, to answer anybody's questions or, or to give a, they're going to give a speech, and then they're going to uh, be available to answer any questions for people who might have questions. Um, but the rest of the event will be about will be targeting domestic violence. We'll have a poet there who's going to do some poetry about women empowerment, domestic violence, and we have a singer doing along the same lines, doing those same things. And then, of course, we'll have books there for people who want to purchase books. And, and once again, give us the date and the time and the location of this event. In Tampa, it's going to be May twenty third. And it's going to be at the at a CL space in Ebor City, which is above um, Spaghetti Warehouse. And what time does it start? Oh, sorry, <laughs> that would be important. Uh, it starts at six o'clock. It's going to run from six to nine, so we'll be there for three hours, um, 
entertaining people and hopefully informing them at the same time. Okay, Donald, do you have any questions, Mr. Anderson? Um, yeah, I'm, 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 I like. I want to get back to your book that you're standing firm. One family's fight against domestic violence. Uh, in your research, when you were researching this, uh, uh, is there, can we? Is there any comparative to how uh, African Americans deal with uh, domestic violence as opposed to other other peoples and other cultures like uh, uh, Hispanic or like Caucasians? Any difference in that, or is pretty much the same? Well, I, I didn't didn't particularly find um, any major differences. Um, I didn't really. I didn't. That wasn't something I really looked at either. So I, okay. I can't one hundred percent say that there there is a difference or there is not a difference. But um, since my my audience is basically African Americans, I did most of my research in that area. So I, I really can't really speak to any other cultures. Of how they handle it. Okay. How about uh, in your research? Did you come up? Did you do anything involving how the law has evolved with regard to domestic violence? You, did you find anything there uh, about how they have either changed or if they stayed the same, or, or or are they evolving to something that will help the average person who gets uh, themselves caught in a domestic violence? Well, I think the law has evolved in that area, but I also think the the fact that our culture is evolving to to bring it out more, it's also helped the law become more involved. I mean, when we weren't telling people what was going on, of course, the law couldn't get involved. But now that you know, families, some families are coming out, and this is and it's being reported that someone is being abused, then you had the law enforcement responding to it. However, we got we got to realize that there is a particular area that just because you get called out for domestic violence doesn't mean that it's always the man abusing the woman. There's a, there's approximately fifteen to twenty percent of the time it's the other way around. So, wow! Uh, you know, our law law enforcement people have got to come on the scene and assess the situation for what it is, and not for just because it's a, a man and a woman you perceive that the man is abusing the woman. In fact, I had I had a young uh, I had a man contact me on my site and say that he was going through an abusive relationship. But every time the police were called, they got him and they arrested him when he was the one that was being abused. You just mentioned your site. So, you have you have an internet site. Can you tell us uh, how anyone who might want to reach you you or know more about you what that uh, what that address is? Well, my my website is GeraldCAndersonSR.com. dot com. I do a, a lot of communication on Facebook, and that's Facebook dot com slash GeraldCAndersonSR. I'm, I'm sorry, not the dot com, but GeraldCAndersonSR. And I'm on Twitter as well, GeraldCAnderson. And I'm not room for the SR. And I'm also on Instagram as GAnderson2000. Okay, and one more time, can you please tell our audience for your book signing that's coming up here in Tampa, uh, the location, the date, and the time? It's going to be May 23rd. Uh, it's going to be at CL Space, which is right above Spaghetti Warehouse in Epor City at 6 o'clock p.m., and it'll be running from 6 o'clock p.m. to 9 o'clock p.m. We're going to have entertainers, poet, poets, singers, 
speakers all on domestic violence, and of course there'll be uh, copies of 27 Hours available. Okay, I've I'm got sorry. A, uh, copies of Standing Firm available. <laughs> yeah, I, I got a question. Um, since you you gave us all those different um, locations, you seem to be very involved in social media. Um, do you um, do you plan on or do you have a, a blog that you're writing? Yes, that's my website, GeraldCAndersonSR.com. It's a, it's, it's a website and a blog. Uh, we also have, uh, yes, and I um, got to mention this, we also have a, a, a trailer that about Standing Firm, or a video trailer. So it's a live video trailer with actors and, and everything involved, and it's, it's on uh, YouTube. My, my YouTube channel is Gerald Anderson. So people can, can go to the YouTube channel watch the video and see some of the, the uh, enactments of Standing Firm. And then, that, oh. then uh, next week, well, after the D.C. release party, we're going to launch a mini-movie on my YouTube channel also that about Standing Firm. So you'll get to see more of people portraying what's actually happening in the in the book Standing Firm. And I think I think the visual thing really gets to people because you can talk to them about domestic violence all day long, and they can they can hear you, but when they see that visually depicted, it strikes a nerve, and they start to really understand what a person is going through. And that's what that's why we did those things. We did the trailer, we did we're doing a mini movie, and I also did like a a commercial where we're talking about standing firm, where we're putting some numbers out and and uh, about domestic violence, and we're telling people, we're giving them the hotline number, which is 1-800-799-7233 or 1-800-799-SAFE. So we give them that number. So if you, you know, if you're, if you know someone that's a victim or is, or, or is a victim, they can call that number and get help. Well, let me ask one other question. Uh, mentioning your blog, if I wanted to, to get access to that, I'd have to go to your website, or do you have a mailing list where you distribute it? If you go to the website, you can sign up. Well, I can sign up to join the mailing list, and then I could receive it on a regular right. basis? Okay. Right. So when that, if, once you sign up on the, on the website one time, then you get every time I blog something out, you'll get it through email. Okay, repeat that back to me, uh, the name of the uh, website. The, the web, I'm definitely going there. It's GeraldCAndersonSR.com. So GeraldCAndersonSenior.com. Okay. Uh, Mr. Anderson, before we close mm-hmm. up, um, obviously you're going to be going, seems like, around the country, uh, having book release uh, dates. Can you tell us those dates that are in the state of Florida? So in case somebody misses this date, they may be able to go to Orlando if you're going to be there or somewhere like that. Well, currently that's the only one scheduled for Florida. There's, okay. There's one in Tampa. But um, we're working on other things down there as well because, you know, that's my hometown. So Tampa's my hometown, mm-hmm. so I always try to come down there. I always try to do something down there. We had a, we had a couple of events late last year that the sum of 27 hours, one of which was in Barnes & Noble. So we hope to get back in Barnes & Noble again. And do some things, but um, anytime I, I do travel, I do post it on on Facebook to let people know that. So if you if you uh, if you like the Facebook page, 
you'll know that I'm traveling. And if you if you subscribe to the blog, you'll know that I'm traveling because I usually put something out about that as well. Okay, so I always try to last... communicate to people. All right, Mr. Terrell, here's our last question. I always ask this as the last question to any guest that's on this show because, you know, although we've been asking specific questions related to your book, I want you to tell us what's on your mind today. What are you happy about, concerned about, frustrated about? What are your plans for the future? Tell us what's on Gerald's mind today. Well, I, I, standing firm is on my mind because that, that's been on my mind for the last three months. Is okay. getting ready to, you know, I just put it out on the on the first of May. So before that, it was getting ready for the launch, and, and since it's been out, you know, I've been working on it and and trying to put it in front of people. I've made some um, plans um, to be speaking at places. You know, on, on May twenty second, the day before the release, I'm going to be visiting a shelter, speak to some some victims and survivors, and giving them books. You know, because I, I don't want them to pay for it. I want them to be given a book so they can read the book, you know, have some inspiration for themselves. Um, I'm speaking at a at an engagement at a conference, actually, in July, and one and also in September. And so, you know, we we work, me and my team, we're working on some things. You know, we want to want to make it more visual. We want to, our, our biggest goal that we have is we want to make a movie out of this book. And that's what everything that we're doing we're shooting to make a movie because I think a movie is more visual and I think it hits home for people more and once they see it up on the on the big screen, I think they will it will really hit home for them. So that's what's on my mind. Mr. Anderson, we certainly appreciate you being with us today. I want to remind our listeners that we've been talking to Mr. Gerald C. Anderson Senior. He's the author of Standing Firm. One Family's Fight Against Domestic Violence. Uh, for those of you who may have joined us late or uh, may want to review this again, you'll be able to listen to this podcast uh, immediately afterwards uh, on demand here on Blog Talk Radio as well as Facebook and also on iTunes. And once again, uh, we really thank you, Mr. Anderson, for taking time out of your very busy schedule to come and talk to us about your, about your book and a very important uh, subject uh, within our own communities that need to be addressed. Thank you so much for being with us. All right, thank you for having me. All right, thank you. Goodbye. Have a good afternoon. Bye-bye. Yeah. You too.